everybody, welcome to episode 59 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So we're back again for another week. Uh, we've had a week off, uh, had a great time actually taking a break up in uh, the tropical north of Australia. It was excellent, uh, but uh, yeah, back again at work this week and back for another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. Joe and other members from the team are actually away this week. They're in uh, Cape Town for the 2004 Product Roadmap Review Sprint. Uh, so they're kind of talking over plans uh, from the security team's perspective for uh, the current uh, 2004 long-term support uh, release cycle that is ongoing for Ubuntu at the moment. And so I'll have a bit of a chat about that later on in this week's episode. But first, we'll do our usual roundup of security updates and vulnerabilities that have been fixed in the past two weeks. So during these past two weeks, there were 73 unique CVEs that the team addressed. And uh, these were across a bunch of different packages, including ClamAV, uh, GNU TLS, Nginx, Samba, and a heap more. And I will try to go into some detail about all of those in the next few minutes. So first up, we have ClamAV. Uh, there was one CVE that was fixed for uh, Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. This was uh, done by backporting the latest release of ClamAV to all of those supported releases. And so that's uh, 0.102.1 from uh, the current development release, Ubuntu uh, 2004 focal fossil and in this place it was in this uh, particular case it was a cpu based denial of service that could occur when you were scanning crafted emails and in particular in the parsing of the mime components within those emails that that was affected so if you are running clam av you are now uh, safe against that we also had an update for graphics magic there are actually 11 cves that were fixed in this for graphics magic in xenial uh, i've talked about updates for Graphics Magic in previous episodes, so back in episode 57 and episode 55, and Graphics Magic being a large C code base dealing with various esoteric image formats does happen to have a bunch of different uh, memory safety issues with it. And so we see the usual kind of stuff that we see in these large code bases. So there was a couple different heap-based buffer overreads. Uh, both of these could lead to possible information leak because of reading past the end of you know some buffer that it should be, and so it could then be accessing memory that it shouldn't be. Uh, but if it goes past the end of the mapped memory, you'll get a segmentation fault, and that will lead to a crash. Uh, we also had a heap-based buffer overflow. So again, that could lead to a crash, but it could also be used potential remote code execution, depending on how you can corrupt the heap memory and change the control flow of the code. There was also a couple null pointer dereferences there that were fixed. Again, these lead to crashes and therefore denial of service. And finally, there was an issue where I could over allocate memory. And so you could cause it to uh, you know, exhaust available memory and then get a denial of service due to memory exhaustion. But so those have all been fixed for Graphics Magic in Xenial. We had an update for NSS. This is the crypto library used in particular by Firefox and published by Mozilla. This is one CVE that was fixed for uh, precise extended security maintenance, trusty extended security maintenance, Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. So basically all of our supported releases going back quite a while now to uh, 2012. Uh, this is a single CVE that was found uh, by UBSAN, which is Undefined Behavior Sanitizer. It's an extension to Clang or GCC's compilers that can try to detect various types of undefined behavior in C code. And in this case, it found there was a possible buffer overflow uh, due to failure to check lengths of inputs to various crypto functions. And so things that were using libnss for the crypto could potentially be vulnerable to a buffer overflow as a result, but that's been fixed. We had an update for GNU TLS, again, another crypto library. This was for Xenial and Bionic. 
In this case, though, it actually wasn't uh, to, to fix a particular uh, CVE. It was more about um, marking SHA-1, the cipher, uh, SHA-1, the hashing algorithm, should I say, as being untrusted for doing digital signature operations. And so for a while, it's been known that SHA-1 has been theoretically broken uh, as, a, as a hashing algorithm. And in 2017, Google showed the first SHA-1 collision. And that was after a huge amount of CPU power was done to calculate that collision. Uh, but recently, uh, using a lot less CPU power, but still quite a bit, uh, researchers demonstrated the first uh, known chosen prefix attack against SHA-1. So basically what they did there was they you crafted their own um, input to SHA-1, uh, a couple of different inputs that could then generate the same output. And what this can then mean is that you get, uh, you can impersonate essentially a digital signature that uses SHA-1 uh, for that signature component. And so as such, the GNU TLS developers have said, you know, now we're definitely not going to trust SHA-1 for digital signatures. And uh, that's been marked now unsafe uh, also in the supported Ubuntu releases there. Uh, there was a website put out for this as there is nowadays for every new vulnerability. This one was called Shambles, so sha and bulls And I've got a link to that in the show notes if you want to go and find out more. Uh, but what this means basically with this update to GNU TLS is that any libraries or applications that were using GNU TLS for their crypto, so things like libsoup, the GNOME library, and Epiphany, the GNOME browser, as a result, will not trust uh, SHA-1 based digital signatures anymore which is a good thing if they can now be uh, computed. It should be noted that uh, this isn't yet an attack where you can take any old um, input and generate a collision for it. It's you have to have this chosen prefix attack, so you need to have some matching common prefix in it. But what this means is you could say generate, say two PDF documents that uh, appear, you know, when you're viewing them to be the same, but actually aren't because they only have the same prefix, but then hash to the same um, SHA-1 hash as a result. And that's what the researchers actually did. So yeah, if you want to find out more, go and read uh, the website and they've actually published a great paper there too as well. We also had an update for Firefox. So eight different CVEs that were fixed in this update and this was for Xenial, Bionic, Disco and Ewan. As with all our Firefox updates, this is uh, updating to the latest upstream Firefox release, which is 72.0.1 now. And so that's been backported to all of those releases. And again, the usual sorts of things were fixed in this update. So there were denial of service issues, possible information disclosure issues. Uh, there was potentially the ability to bypass content security policy restrictions and the ability to conduct cross-site scripting attacks or maybe even to execute arbitrary code if you were visiting uh, malicious websites. We had an update for libvirt. So this was just for uh, trusty extended security maintenance. So 1404 extended security maintenance. Uh, back in episode 40, I talked about this update for the regular releases. This has now been backported to uh, libvirt in trusty. In this case, it was an issue where various APIs that uh, were not meant to be accessible to read-only users unfortunately were, so they could cause various effects that they shouldn't have been able to. Uh, but that has now been fixed for libvirt. We had an update for Nginx. So one CVE that was fixed for trusty extended security maintenance, uh, Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. Uh, this was related to HTTP request smuggling. So back in episode 52, I first talked about this uh, with some stuff that was presented at, I can't remember if it was Black Hat or DEF CON last year, uh, but basically where you can get uh, responses to other people's HTTP requests sent back to you as an attacker, depending on the way that different front-end and back-end uh, servers interpret the HTTP requests. And in this case, it could allow uh, an attacker to read unauthorized web pages when Nginx is being fronted by a load balancer 
and it was being used with certain error page configurations. So that has now been fixed. We had an update for libgcrypt in Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. Uh, in this case, it was for an ECDSA timing side channel attack that was being dubbed that has been dubbed Minerva by the researchers that found it. Again, they've got a nice little website for their attack. In this case, uh, as with all of these sorts of uh, timing side channel attacks, you have to observe signature generation across a lot of different known messages. And from that, you can then calculate due to the time that that takes, of, or the different times, should I say, that that takes. You can then, in this case, um, calculate the bit length of the random nonce scalar that's used during scalar multiplication on uh, the given elliptic curve. And as a result of observing so many of these, you can then recover the full private key using uh, various lattice techniques. And so in this case, because it's only an initial small bit length that you are able to observe, it would seem like how should you be recover the private key? But yeah, they've got some advanced uh, analysis techniques there where they can actually do that. So I say that has been updated now. We had an update for Spam Assassin. So two different CVEs fixed in uh, 1204, uh, Extended security maintenance, 1404 extended security maintenance, uh, Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. Uh, in the first case, there was a denial of service that could occur due to excessive resource usage, and there was the possible for uh, remote code execution via crafted conf or CF files, as they're known for Spam Assassin. And so that has been fixed. In that case, the code execution would occur without any output or any indication of errors as well. So you would be essentially unaware of that if you were using uh, untrusted conf files. Uh, but the Spam Assassin developers have advised that you really should only be using trusted conf files or you should really know what they're doing inside those. You shouldn't just be using any old random ones that could be uh, causing random effects as a result. We had an update for SDL image, 12 different CVEs that were fixed in Xenial and Bionic. This is an image loading library for uh, SDL 1.2. Uh, SDL is the low level library used for various games and things like that because it provides uh, common API access for audio and input devices and graphic devices and all that kind of thing. And uh, again, like a lot of these large C code bases, we see the usual sorts of memory safety issues as a res result and the usual effects. So the kind of things that we were fixing here was various uh, crashes that could occur and possible codec remote code execution, that kind of thing. We had an update for PHP for four different CVEs across all of our uh, supported and extended security maintenance releases. So that's precise and trusty extended security maintenance, Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. Two of these were heap buffer overreads when parsing EXIF information. There was also another heap uh, buffer overread in the BC Math extension. So all three of those could uh, likely result in potential information disclosure or in a crash and therefore denial of service to uh, your PHP application. There was also an issue where it would fail to handle embedded null bytes in file names. And so that would mean it would encounter one of these embedded null bytes and assume that was the uh, end of the string itself uh, or end of the file name. And it wouldn't keep reading beyond that. And so it, therefore it would do file name comparison incorrectly. And so this could cause potential security issues depending on how that was being used uh, for a given application. Yeah, so they've all been fixed for PHP. Uh, we had an update for libpcap. Uh, one CVE, this was in uh, for precise extended security maintenance. We talked about this back in episode 56 for our regular releases. So if you want more information on that, uh, go listen back to episode 56. We had an update for Camaleo. This is a uh, SIP, high performance SIP server written in C. 
And in this case, again, being written in C, another memory safety issue. So a heap-based buffer overflow could occur when you received a specially crafted register message that has been fixed. We had an update for Thunderbird. 11 different CVEs that were fixed for Thunderbird in Bionic and Ewan. This is updating those releases to the latest upstream Thunderbird release, which is 68.4.1. And as Thunderbird is derived from the Firefox code base, a lot of these CVEs are the same CVEs that uh, were covered in the Firefox update that I mentioned earlier. We also had an update for the Linux kernel, and this is for the hardware enablement kernel in Bionic. So 15 different CVEs that were addressed here. So back in episode 58, the last episode, I talked about various different kernel updates. And what has happened now, the kernel team has switched the hardware enablement kernel for Bionic, uh, which used to come from the Disco Dingo release, Ubuntu 1904. That is going to be reaching end of life very soon. And so they've now transitioned that to the Eowyn kernel, which is uh, Ubuntu 1910 and is based on the upstream 5.3 kernel. And so that then now includes all the various fixes for issues that I talked about back in episode 58 for the Eowyn kernel. So if you want more details, please go listen back to episode 58. We had an update for Assistat as well. This was two CVEs that were fixed in Xenial, Bionic, Disco and Eowyn. Uh, both of these issues uh, would occur when you're reading a crafted input file using the uh, SADF utility, part of the Assistat utilities for monitoring system performance and that kind of thing. And it looks like uh, the, the same reporter reported both of these upstream and it looks like they are fuzzing this utility and so they found a couple of different inputs to this that can crash it. In the first case, it was a double free. And so this could lead to possible heap corruption, but on Ubuntu, we enable the glibc heap protector. So glibc detects this uh, double free at runtime and you then get an assertion failure. And so the application would just crash and you'd get a denial of service to it. You don't actually get any possible uh, code execution or other kind of things that you can get through heap corruption. And the second issue, though, was an integer overflow issue that could lead to a heap buffer overflow, again, when reading a crafted input file. So uh, hopefully you are not using untrusted input to uh, SADF as part of Sysdat, but if you are, you are now safe from both of those issues. We had an update for libbsd. Uh, this is the uh, C library that contains a bunch of different various functions that are common in libc in BSDs, but aren't provided in uh, libc in Linux. So in particular, things like sterile copy and other sorts of things. Uh, one of these contained an out-of-bounds read, so you'd get your usual uh, crash resulting in that, but maybe um, information disclosure as a result. There was also found to be an off by one error in the fgetwlun function. Uh, this is a function that is used to get a line of wide characters from a file input stream. And this would result in a heap-based buffer overflow due to that off by one. You could then get a likely crash or maybe remote code execution, as I say, depending on how you can corrupt memory as a result. Uh, however, doing a search across the Ubuntu archive, uh, we couldn't find any instances of fgetwlun being used anywhere. So uh, hopefully most of the software in Ubuntu was safe from that anyway. But regardless, if you are using fgetwlun in your own code, that is now safe from that possible issue. Uh, we've got just a couple more to go through. So we also had an update for Samba, three different CVEs that were fixed in Xenial, Bionic, Disco, and Eowyn. Uh, there was a use after free that could occur in DNS zone scavenging in uh, the Samba Active Directory domain controller that was fixed. There was also a possible crash if it failed to convert characters when logging things at log level three. So if you are running a log level three in production, uh, you're now safe from that. And finally, it had an issue where it would not automatically replicate access control lists, which was set to inherit down a given subtree. 
and uh, this was quite a complicated patch set and was not able to be easily backported to Xenial in a safe manner or a way that we felt was safe and we felt the risk of regression was a lot higher than the possible I guess security impact of this issue for our Xenial users and so this was only fixed for Bionic Disco and Eowyn. Uh, as such though there is a workaround for this you can manually uh, you know enable replication for each of your domain controllers and you know replicate the access control list yourself and if you want more details, I've actually got an example of doing that in the uh, Ubuntu CVE tracker. So if you go look up CVE 2019-14902, uh, you will see that in there as a comment from Mark Delorio, uh, one of our uh, security researchers. And finally, we had an update for PySAML 2, one CVE that was fixed in Xenial Bionic Disco and Ewan. Uh, in this case, uh, PySAML 2 would fail to properly validate signatures in specially crafted SAML documents because uh, depending on how the signature was contained within the document and the overall document structure, it may uh, assume that the signature applied to the whole document when it only applied to a part of it. And it would then tell you that, say, the whole document was um, properly signed when in fact it wasn't. Uh, and so this has now been fixed to make sure that the right parts of the document are used when calculating the signature uh, rather than previously assuming it was the whole document. And that is it for the last two weeks in security updates. That was quite a bit. Uh, we've got through them all though. Uh, next, I just wanted to have a brief mention of uh, some stuff that's going on for the Ubuntu security team at the moment. So this week, uh, members from the team have been in Cape Town with other teams from Canonical and uh, they are each representing their teams and presenting their current progress and plans for the uh, Ubuntu 2004 Focal Fossa release. And we're uh, nearly halfway through that release cycle at the moment. And so uh, Joe McManus, Mark Molino, Chris Coulson and John Johansson from the team have been representing uh, the security team there. And they've been doing things like talking about uh, plans and the current status of our extended security maintenance offerings. Uh, they're also talking about things like our progress on main inclusion uh, security reviews. And so other teams that want various packages promoted from universe to main, uh, they are potentially waiting on us to do security reviews of their packages. And so we're uh, talking about our progress on that. We've also been talking uh, heavily about various features that are going into AppArmor and uh, upcoming AppArmor releases, that kind of thing. Uh, as our team is also heavily involved in the security side of Snaps and the SnapD ecosystem, we've been talking about that as well. And also other things like Ubuntu Core and various security features that are being planned for that in the future as well. So hopefully in a future episode, I can get Joe and others from the team to have a bit more of a talk about some of those details. But yeah, I thought it'd be interesting just to give you guys a bit of an overview of, of what kind of stuff we are looking at in general and yeah, where our efforts are going into at the moment. And of course, always, we are doing uh, security updates. <laughs> Each week, there is uh, always lots and lots to talk about of packages that we've updated as well. So that's always going on too. All right, so that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As usual, if you want to get in contact, you can reach us at security.ubuntu.com or you can find us all hanging out in the Ubuntu Hardened channel on the Freenode IRC network. Uh, you can also get to us at the security section on discourse.ubuntu.com or finally, if you want to find us on Twitter, we are at Ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks everyone for listening again for another week. I uh, hope you've all enjoyed the, uh, the break that, or that I had and that you had from the podcast. But yeah, we're back again now. And so until next time, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.